Hello and welcome back to the Endeavor podcast and video show. I'm your host, Jason Breitkopf, and I'm once again with one of my favorite guests, returning for her sixth time on the pod, Dr. Wanda Montanez. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. And I want to say thank you so much for being on uh, for six episodes already. Uh, right now, I think you are the guest who's appeared most often. Oh, really? And that it speaks to your expertise because we're going to be talking once again about things about college counseling, the college application process, uh, and one part of that that I think is an area where you and I both have uh, had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. which is college fairs. Yes. So this is kind of our fun episode. It's a fair. It's a party. Yay. <laughs> But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about college fairs. Um, you know, what's funny, a lot of schools don't hold college fairs anymore, I've noticed. There's a lot of places that don't have them. So there might be a lot of parents, students, educators who don't know what a college fair is. Can you tell us a little yes. bit about, from your perspective, what's a college fair? Um, so a college fair is, what could I compare it to? It's almost like a vendor fair. Is that like a thing? Um, but essentially, it's a place where colleges and universities send a representative to share information about admissions and programming um, and majors, life on campus, um, with students and families. So for those uh, who at home listening or watching the show, when uh, Juan was talking about a vendor fair, so if you're like me and you love science fiction and superhero movies, maybe you've gone to uh, a Comic-Con or a sci-fi convention and there's the dealer's room. And there's all the folks out there with their comic books and their t-shirts. And it's a room where there's a bunch of booths where you go around and you, you know, can buy your favorite shows, paraphernalia, books, comic books, videos, etc. Or if you're a professional who's been to a convention, whether it's Las Vegas or another city, and you know it's a vacuum cleaner convention, which of course I don't think exists anymore. That's so 1950s. But I'm, of course I'm being a little silly. Where you go there and there's all the people who are selling their different vacuums. But again, it could be like anything. Like when I was engaged to my wife, and she to me, we went to a wedding convention and we oh, went to all the different yeah. vendors. The there's the flower booth and then there's the dress booth and then there's the booth that does invitations. Uh, there's all the booths that have venues. So it's very similar to that except. You're a high school student, you're a parent, you're a teacher, and every booth is a college, although not every booth, and I'll talk about that in a second. But most of the booths are different colleges. So the University of East-West might, and I just made that up, might have a booth and you can talk to a representative, whether it's one of the admissions officers or a professor, uh, which is unlikely but possible, or a staff member from the administration or a student who's Mm -hmm. manning that booth and can give you paraphernalia, maybe some swag, like a nice mug or uh, pens. Uh, and uh, can talk to you about the school. Is that your experience as well? Yeah, absolutely. Have you been to any uh, other types of conventions or places that had a dealer room or vendor room that was not a college fair that you can compare it to? Um, I don't think I have outside of maybe like, um, you know, you go to conferences and mm-hmm. they have like vendor rooms there, but yeah. outside of that, yeah. Apparently I'm the nerd who's been to both yeah. the wedding convention and the science fiction convention, and Wanda is the cool kid. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, if you were watching the video, you've already seen that, but that's okay. Um, so tell me a little about your experience with college fairs, because I have some experience too, and yeah. I, I joke about because I enjoyed it. I really loved doing them. Yeah. Um, but tell me a little about your experience first. Yeah. So I um, have worked on both sides of the desk, as they say in higher ed lingo. Um, so I have 
been the person behind the desk um, at college, behind the table at a college fair where representing a university or a college um, and offering the information. But I've also been on the other side of the desk where I'm either supporting students in gathering appropriate information or I'm gathering information myself. So let's talk about that first because I do want to talk about both sides because okay. I also have experience on both sides mm -hmm. of the vendor table at these events. So when you were, this is when you were working at a charter school, is that correct? Or was this in different environments? Um, I've worked in a bunch of different environments as the person gaining information. Okay. All right. Um, and so, uh, so let's talk about that. What, what type of environments you're talking about? How are you helping students or gaining information? Yeah. So I've worked in nonprofits. I've worked um, at uh, community-based organizations. Um, as well as some um, high schools. So really preparing students for how to navigate a college fair is a lot of the work that um, I've done kind of on, on one end. On the other end, again, I've been a represent a college admissions representative. Well, let's talk about the first end. Like, yeah. What was the experience like, whether going by yourself or going with a group of students? Um, I think when you are going by yourself, there's obviously more time for you to have um, a really in-depth conversation with the college representative. Um, it's a good time to ask those questions such as what's different at this college this year versus um, last year. Those are, um, this is really the opportunity for you as a college counselor or as a parent or a student to get information that is meaningful to you in the work that you do or even in the decision that you're about to make for post-secondary options. So talking to the parents and students and maybe teachers and counselors who are going to these fairs to get information about different schools, I know some schools will have fancier booths, more swag. Mm -hmm. Is that really an indicator of the college, in your opinion? I don't think so. I think um, that some schools just put in um, a different level of, I don't want to say effort because that's not the right word, um, but the presentation mm -hmm. is just different from the presentation of another school. Right. Um, I also think that there is a difference between like a really massive college fair, um, which happen pretty regularly where there are thousands and thousands of colleges and universities from across the country versus a smaller college fair that could be taking place at a community-based organization, at a church, or even at a high school. Right. So when you're talking about that really large one with hundreds of schools where thousands of people are going, like for example, uh, we're not too far from the city of Boston and there's usually one big fair a year at the convention center in Boston where literally hundreds of colleges show up and they're going to have big fancy booths because this is the big one for the year. Right. If a college from the Midwest comes out to that, they're going to pull out all the stops, even if they don't have the budget of a Harvard or a UCLA right. or a school of that size. But if that same small Midwestern college, it might be an excellent school, goes to a local high school or a church or a community center, they might not have the big booth here in New England, for example, that Harvard would have because it's still a short drive for them. Right. So again, judging, so you would agree then that judging that school on the fanciness of their booth is not a good way to do so. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I, yeah. again, like, let's be nice to folks. I mean, do you want to carry a whole bunch of stuff from Minnesota to, you know, Western Mass? That's a long trek yeah. where Harvard, they can just hop in the car and drive and they can bring that big pile of stuff with them. Right. You know, it's much easier. Yeah. So I wouldn't judge them that way. So what have been some of the pitfalls and um, 
negative experiences you've had on that side as a person coming to get information, whether with students or by yourself, counseling students? What have been some of the negative experiences you had at college fairs? And how can we help our uh, viewers and listeners avoid them? Um, I think particularly when you're working with young people, um, sometimes they see this as like a social situation Hmm. um, versus it being like a time when you're gathering information for yourself. Um, So that's always been a challenge, particularly at like the bigger college fairs. That's always been a little bit of a challenge. Um, I think for... Um, a counselor, you know, going around and, and gathering information. It's more about just having the right questions to ask um, in order to take that newly found information back to the school so that you can help your kids um, make informed college decisions. So what are some of those questions that you just mentioned? So I think if you're going as a student, it's different than if you're going um, as a college counselor. Okay. Um, I think if you are a student or a parent, Um, There are some things that you can do to make the process a little bit easier. Again, assuming that this is like one of the larger college fairs that you're attending. um, There is a blog post on our website that you can refer to that has a list of of questions that would be helpful. But I think the most important things to identify are, you know, top 5, 10, 15 schools that you want to visit while you're there. Um, kind of map out where they are. Sometimes the college fairs are set up in alphabetical order. Oftentimes they're not. Um, So identifying their location and really having um, a list of questions that you want to ask, such as um, what are your internship opportunities and how soon can I, as a student, get involved in some of these internship opportunities? Um, A lot of times what you want to avoid are questions that are easily answered if you just jumped on the website. Mm. So, you know, you don't want to ask, do you have a psychology program? That's something that you, as a student, as a parent, you can find that out relatively quickly if you just jump on the website. Um, Or if you don't know, usually there's a sign that lists all of the majors, there's a pamphlet. Um, So just being able to come up with a list of questions that are meaningful and important to you in order to make a decision um, as you as you move through and are, and you're starting to create a college list. One thing I will say about what you just said about a- asking questions that are not necessarily easily answered through the through googling the website. One thing about a, a larger college fair is you might come across colleges you've never heard of. Yeah. A story I yeah. like to tell is when I went to grad school out in California, I'm, I made several friends who were really good friends who went to a school in Minnesota, and that's why I brought up Minnesota earlier. Uh, called Carleton College. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of Carleton College. I'm from New Jersey. I've lived in New England or California for my entire life. And I know a lot of good schools. I've worked with a lot of students applying to good schools. And I had never heard of Carleton. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? These people are amazing. I want to get to know them a little bit better. I looked it up. Right. And it turns out that Carleton at the time, and this was 15 years ago, so I don't know the exact numbers, but at the time it was the number three or four ranked, depending on what year. Uh, liberal arts college in the country. Only a handful were ranked higher by U.S. News and World Report, Mm -hmm. which is a reputable, one of many places that rank schools, but it's a reputable one. I was shocked. This is one of the top-ranked liberal arts colleges in the country and one of the top-ranked liberal arts colleges in the world I had never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. So you might come across, especially at a really large one, if you live near a big city like Boston, New York, Los Angeles, and they have one of these annual huge college fairs, you might come across colleges 
that you've never heard of before, that look really interesting, that sound interesting. And so some of those questions that are easily Googleable at home before you go, you might not have known to Google it. So walking up to a Carleton College for me as a high school student, I might have asked that question, do you have a psychology department if I was interested in psychology? And don't feel bad about that. Right. The idea that Wanda was talking about, at least from my interpretation, mm -hmm. was if you know you're interested in University of Pittsburgh, and you know University of Pittsburgh is going to have a booth at this booth, uh, pardon me, a booth at this fair, when you go there, have some questions prepared. Right. Know what you're talking about before you talk to someone who could potentially be your admissions officer. It might not be, it might be a student. A lot of these booths are manned by students who are either, uh, they either work as their student job with the admissions department or they're volunteers, but there could be the actual admissions officer there. So be prepared, ask good questions that you've prepared, looking at their website, looking at your own interests. But on the other hand, be okay with asking a more basic question for a, at a school where you've never heard of that school before. I mean, what? Are you, yeah, I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I, I agree. So, I, 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 one of the things why I wanted to talk about this was because I had so much fun uh, at college fairs. I enjoyed the one or two I attended as a high school student. I, I, again, I found schools I'd never heard of before, mm -hmm. and this is even before this other experience that I just talked about. So I really enjoyed that experience. It was a lot of fun. I mean, all these things, whether it's a sci-fi comic book convention or the wedding convention where you get to see all the different stuff. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's like, you know, you get to see new things and get all this swag. Yeah. And, and I, I think you were talking about that with the social aspect that you don't want to get overwhelmed with the fun part of it that you don't learn anything about the schools. Right. That's kind of the point of going there. Right. That is, that is the point of going there. Yeah. So you can balance that. Uh, and hopefully you will find it fun, uh, but still learn something. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the other side of it. Both you and I, and I don't know how many, I, you said you did this like for various different places for five years. Yeah. I worked for a couple different companies where I manned booths at these sort of college fairs, but they weren't colleges. Mm. The company I worked for was, unsurprisingly, a tutoring company, and we were at the college fair um, offering information, brochures, etc., on our tutoring services. Test prep for SAT and ACT, academic tutoring, AP and subject test tutoring, and that was my experience talking to families, handing out mugs and pens and pads of paper with our logo on it. And I enjoyed that process too, meeting a lot of people. What was your experience like uh, working for, whoever you worked for, whether it was a college or, or a company, on the on that side of the table? Um, it was very similar. Um, colleges and universities usually have a, like a code of conduct that they have to follow um, at college fairs. So we didn't have mugs and those kinds of things to, to give out. Um, but we still had to lug around boxes and boxes of pamphlets mm. and um, inquiry cards and, and those kinds of things. I think the the exciting part about the college fair is that you literally never know who you're going to meet. Um, and I'm not talking about just students, just in I'm talking about like people in general. Um, so it's always exciting to see like who's gonna come in the door, what kinds of questions you're gonna get. Um, what connections will you be making with students? Um, usually at some of the smaller college fairs that an admission counselor will go to, they are generally the one, as you had mentioned, who will be reading the application from students in that area. Um, 
So it, it is um, an opportunity for an admissions counselor to make a connection um, with a student who's particularly interested. Now, did you attend and man a booth as an admissions officer? Yes. Okay. So you were literally talking to students who you could be reading their application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this instance, I mean, given the number of students who apply to college these days compared to back in the day, I mean, compared to the number of students with whom you have actual interviews, where did you end up seeing more students? On campus or at these types of fairs? Um, you would for sure see more students at college fairs. Um, however, the students that made it to campus, whether it be from a college fair or anywhere else, um, were students who are just more interested in the, in the college. Is the college fair in your local community a chance for students of less means, of uh, students who don't have the, the economic advantages, the ability to fly out to visit a college or drive to visit a college, is that their chance to make an impression on the admissions officer like a student who can visit campus is able to do? Yes, absolutely. And I think um, when you're talking about students who come from underserved populations or are really underserved schools, um, this is actually a chance for the student to kind of create a first impression for their school as well. Um, particularly, again, to kind of your point, if you're talking to a college who, had, who has never heard of the school that you attend, that you know the high school that you attend, this could be a good introduction for the admissions counselor to that particular school as well. Speaking of making a good impression, this isn't the 1930s or the 1950s, and students don't go to college and dress in a suit and tie or mm-hmm. business attire to attend class. Right. Students, I mean, even when I was in school in the early 90s, you know, most students wore sweatshirts and jeans or, you know, the pajamification of America and you wore jammy bottoms yeah. and you went to class. It's not the olden days and students still do that today. And then the colleges that I visited in my work, students are walking around campus looking like they live there because that's right. where they live. Right. So when you go to a college fair, you know, do you want to dress up? to go meet these colleges as a student. Is that advice you would give or does it not matter? Does, you know, looking like a real student, blue jeans, a college sweatshirt from your local high school or local school or your varsity jacket, is that as, is that fine? Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily a a need to get dressed up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest need at college fairs is to have comfortable shoes. (laughs) Um, But I think aside from Aside from that, I mean, some college admissions officers, when they're doing college fairs, say at like a local high school, it could be spirit week, right? And like kids are wearing pajamas to school. So it, I mean, it, so it's less important okay. um, now than maybe it was. Yeah, it's interesting. Ago. I had the experience of going to a college fair for the company, the tutoring company I was working for, and manning the booth mm-hmm. that we had there. And uh, this was... Uh, at a Catholic high school in Los Angeles that was hosting the fair for a consortium of Catholic high schools. So there were students from multiple different Catholic high schools in that part of Los Angeles. And a lot of these students were from underserved populations. Um, They were from populations that were um, 
historically underserved by colleges. Mm -hmm. So this was a big deal for these students. And because they were already at schools where they were required for uniforms, they actually had the like the high-end uniform that they would wear for mm -hmm. graduation, right. you know, suit and tie. And the idea was to make the best impression on college admissions officers. Mm -hmm. And they were actually, the students, I mean, were better dressed than the staff from the colleges. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the admissions officers, but the, a lot of the students who were there, who were working the booths with them were dressed like students. Right. Yeah, And absolutely. so it was kind of a funny experience to see the high school students dressed more fancily than the admissions officers or college students with whom they were meeting. Yeah. I just found that a funny experience. Yeah. I mean, I think you can make a, a great impression on an admissions counselor, whether you have a suit on or shorts and a t-shirt. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. This isn't like a job interview for a fancy job. And when you're applying for college, yeah. the admissions officer knows you're going to live there. Right. Like, right. that's why they, they provide housing. <laughs> There's right, room yeah. and board involved. I do think it's a different situation if we were talking about college interviews and that kind of stuff. But for a college right. fair... I right. I mean, it's an informal experience. It's, it's more relaxed. Correct. I just remember some of the conversations I've had with families and students. You know, you shoot the breeze, you chat. And again, I wasn't working for a college, so it was even more informal. I mean, we were there to provide a, a for-pay service to families. So again, you just want to be relaxed and, and, and chill. But even then, I noticed that the admissions officers, they were just or the students who were manning the booths or the staff members from those colleges, they were much more relaxed than they would be in a more formal interview. Yeah process Absolutely. when students come to visit campus Absolutely. or even if they were doing interviews at the school yeah. I have seen that where admissions officers have traveled to the area where they handle students uh, applications and they and they stop and they do uh, an interview tour right right and again you want to dress up a little bit more fancy for a formal interview absolutely then visiting a fair because I think the biggest thing is you said is wear comfortable shoes yeah either if you're working the booth or if you're at the fair oh yes valid point yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's good. Anything else you want to talk about with fairs? Um, I think just to highlight, you know, have a plan, figure out what schools are going to be there. Um, if time is an issue, you can definitely, um, what's, what's that phrase? Uh, conquer, divide and conquer. Okay. Um, the, the fair um, with, with your son or daughter, your husband, whoever else is is there with you. Um, but if the intent is to go and speak with a particular college or university, you definitely want to go in with some um, questions that are going to inform the decision of applying or not applying. And I would just say be open to discovering new schools. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, that, that yeah, was the, that's that's a, part of the process. Yeah, that's the biggest piece. Because I mean, like you're saying, a lot of people are going to a fair because they have something in mind. Right. They they have schools in mind. They want to meet somebody from that school, right. and that's a great plan. I think it's very valuable. Yep. But on the other hand, be open to that. The school that I was most obsessed with when I was in middle school and the beginning of high school, which was Penn State, is not the school I attended. And I discovered schools, colleges through my contacts with my guidance counselor, through contacts with family, friends, people I met out in the world, with college fairs, with information that was mailed to me after I took the PSAT and the SAT. Mm -hmm. And if I had been closed off to that, I wouldn't have had the experiences I had. I wouldn't have met the people I did. And so I think that it, going into the college fair just open-minded and saying, I I'm probably going to see schools I've never heard of. I just might see somebody that really like speaks to me or meet somebody that really speaks to me. And I think that would be the most important thing. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think that covers us for now. Uh, this has been the Endeavor Podcast. We've been talking about college fairs and how to get the most out of them. I'm Jason Breitkoff, once again with Dr. Wanda Montanez. And thank you so much for viewing and listening. And uh, hopefully you'll follow us, leave some comments, uh, tell us you like us, share us uh, with other folks you know. And as always, let's keep learning. <laughs>